0: Hey, 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 it's the Bold Men's Podcast. the right. table. I've got Joe Graves. It's me. I've got Barry Heather. Hey, gosh. And it's me, John Welch. Hey, we are in Galatians chapter... Five. verses
1: 16.
0: Through? 21. If you haven't read that yet, pause this recording. Actually, 26. It's Just the end get, of the chapter. Yep. Uh, uh, pause this recording and read chapter 5. 16 through 26, and then come back and join us. And you're back, yes. fantastic. Hey, we are. Uh, we've been walking through Galatians, and this whole idea really hits its uh, kind of it has hit its peak here. In some ways, the, the conflict in the Galatian church is there are some people who are coming in and saying you must first become Jewish in order to become Christian. Yes, uh, the topic there is circumcision, but you know we kind of. Uh, loosely identified many ways where that impacts us today, this religious piety that we sometimes uh, uh, put on where we feel like, man, we are, you know, God's lucky to have me, this idea of, man, I'm so good, and and kind of banking on my action for salvation. And this whole letter is addressing this issue. It's not our action that brings us salvation. It's Christ's action that's been done. And so anytime we bank on our own abilities – we are discrediting the, cr- the cross.
1: That's a very good way to look at the application of this book. Um, it's not what we bring to the table, but what Christ already put on the table right. for us. And uh, we're coming to the realization of that in our walk with Christ. So, um, yes, the the people in the Galatian church, were, or churches in that region, were struggling with what does it take for me to really be saved? And what does it take for me to lead a good Christian life? Can I be a good Christian man, woman, or even child with Christ alone, or does it take something more? And Paul has spent five chapters now outlining a lot of what we deal with. As you said, you know, we're, we're dealing with this, uh, People trying to add something to the to the recipe, yeah. when it's a perfect recipe to begin with. That's right. Christ did it all, and uh, He's King, and He did it all on the cross. And when He rose on the third day, it was complete. All of it was completed, and so we're we're at this point now. And the, and as we like to say, you know, the first three chapters, He's going through. The, the theory, right? He's giving the, the background and the history on why. And then when you get to chapter 5 and 6, he's really going into application. Mm-hmm. How does this apply to our life? And in this section, verses 16 through 26, uh, we're, he's making a comparison between the Spirit and the flesh. Yeah. And the works of the flesh and what they look like and the works of the Spirit and what that looks like. How How that works and how does that apply. So uh, that's kind of where we're at, and uh, we'll just start reading in verse 16. He says, I uh, walk—excuse me, guys. I had to readjust. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. We'll stop right here, because uh, there's a lot said in just that first verse. Uh, You know, we we stayed in— Uh, second corinthians 16 right for quite a while on one single verse and and i think we have a habit of walking over this stuff a little too quickly um he says walk by the spirit um what does it mean to walk by the spirit Uh, that would be my first question
2: well mine says and it's it's really good it's in the spirit in the Spirit. Walk and in you know, the spirit, I always I always like to look at it as I'm walking toward... When you're walking, what are you doing? Yeah. You're moving somewhere. You're that's going right. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're walking toward, in the Spirit, walking, you're leaving behind something. You're, yeah, that's right. You're leaving the house. Yeah. You're leaving the car. You're leaving the office. You're leaving work. You're going, But you're going somewhere else.
0: And, and really, you're walking not just away from something, but to something, To right? something. That's correct. Yeah. that's correct. Yeah, that's right. And that sounds, yeah, that's to that's me...
1: It. It's a simple analogy of what... So you notice right here in this verse, he says, if you're walking by the Spirit, you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you see this contrast yeah. immediately. Walk in or by the Spirit, and desires of the, of the flesh are being uh, juxtaposed, right? They're being compared to each other. So he's he's already setting this up yeah. for a beautiful comparison. Yeah. So we should expect that we're going to hear about these two sides of how you can walk in life.
0: Yeah. And, and you think about this, and you think about, you know, you know, he's already established that we've been given the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. resides within us. That's the and so, seal. So that's the seal that we've received. And so and so the Holy Spirit lives. You know, that's when Jesus says, hey, it's good for me to leave you, because uh, if I don't leave you, the Comforter can't come and, and be in you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, there's so much... Rich understanding there, but 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 think of what he's saying here, and how it applies to us. Uh, walk in the spirit. There's a difference in just having the spirit and walking in the spirit.
2: Absolutely. Sure.
0: There's this dual uh, 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 dual responsibility, right? God saves. All of God's salvific power is found in Him and Him in Him alone. God's the one who saves, but we have a responsibility to respond appropriately. You know what I mean? I mean, we can bank on grace all we want, but listen, as Paul teaches elsewhere and, and, and throughout, uh, if we're not living by that spirit, we're taking for granted the grace that we've been given. That's his famous passage in Romans 6. What shall we say? Shall we continue to sin so that grace may abound? By no means. You've died to sin. How can you continue to live in it? Uh, here, the idea of walking in, in, in the spirit means that, as I walk, I'm considering the Spirit's movements. That's right. What he what does God want from me?
1: Because maybe you're sitting there and listening to this right now, and maybe the term walk by the Spirit or walk in the Spirit is a bit yeah, what's foggy, that mean? foggy to yeah. you. May, maybe you're getting worried, like, well, I don't know if I'm walking by the Spirit. But there's no need to worry here. This is the same thing that drew you to Christ to begin with walking in the spirit it's the same spirit that drew you to Christ it's the fir- the same thing that reminded you that you have sin yeah that gave you can that conviction that you needed a savior to begin with it's that very thing that you're trying to walk in with Christ
0: and so maybe a practical tool th- tool there though is to constantly remind ourselves what would what would God want from me in this yeah what would God and want? And do from we you even us? know? You know what I mean?
1: Do we understand what well, God wants well, from us? And I think we struggle with that as Christians
0: today. Yeah, I'm not talking about like long term vision stuff. I'm thinking right. about day to day sure. practical application, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, am I walking in the spirit? Well, what would God want me when I'm really aggravated because, let's say, my kids are bugging me or my wife's nagging at me or whatever that situation might be? And I say, man, and I want to respond negatively. This is when I catch myself and I should say, uh, what would the Lord want for me in this? I, I know what my flesh wants. That's, my yeah. flesh wants to lash, lash out. out. My my flesh wants to scream at my wife or my kids or whatever, you know, the situation might be. I wanna I want to respond in a negative way. I can feel that mm-hmm. rising up within me. So, so then Paul says, Walk in the flesh or walk by the spirit. Let the spirit guide your lives in Ivy says.
1: And notice as he continues on, he says, For the flesh desires what is against the spirit. He says it's, it's against the Spirit. It desires what is against it. Yeah. And the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. So these two are opposed to each other so yeah. that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So Paul's giving a lot more instruction here. He's giving a lot more information. So if you are feeling confused about walking in the Spirit, he says it's simple, guys. Think about your flesh and what your your selfish desires are wanting. Yeah, and do the opposite.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it, the spirit is opposed. So, in other words, they're like it's like a magnet. It pushes away yeah. from. It's not attracted. The spirit's not attracted to the flesh. It's opposed to it and pushes away.
0: And, and one thing that jumps out here to me is the fact that the issue isn't what the spirit craves or what what the flesh craves. Right, that's you're not being Mm -hmm. condemned because of a fleshy craving, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can beat ourselves up because I'm I want to sin, right? right? That's not the issue, though. You know what I mean, right? Instead of worrying about that, I need to worry about, or I need to think and focus on what the Spirit wants from me. Having the sinful craving isn't the sin.
1: Yeah, that just
2: shows you're alive. Well, let me tell you, you got a heartbeat, right? (laughs) Continue with us until the day we leave this body. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That'll never. If you think you're gonna to get to a point in your life where like I've I've made it to the top, yeah. no more temptation, no uh-huh. more desire to sin, you're no. Yeah. I mean, that dog don't hunt. That that's right. <laughs> I mean we we just need to let the Holy Spirit influence the way we walk and the way we live. Yeah. And yeah. every day grow. And, and that
0: run. happens by asking constantly. God yeah. what would you have like you to just do? Said. Those little shotgun prayers yeah. I, yeah. you know. I found God's
1: especially faithful to those when you take the time to consider God and what he wants from you. He's especially faithful to show you the path that you should probably take, you know, and a better path than what you were fixing to do. (laughs) And it's always good to hold the tongue, right? Solomon said to hold the tongue and and consider a a matter before you speak. Well, And, and,
2: you know, another gauge, I think, in that, guys, is that anytime you're being led by the Spirit, it should be pointing toward God.
0: Yeah, that's right. Or toward the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, our response to my brother, my wife, my kids, like you said, to whomever, my attitude toward work, my attitude toward my boss, toward my whatever it may be. (laughs) That's right. Inwardly, the attitude should be honoring the Father. Then you know, I think you'll know, that you're walking in the Spirit or by the Spirit.
0: So then how do we know what the fleshy desires are? What is a fleshy desire? Paul kind of goes on and explains he sure does, what those fleshy things are. But
1: before we go there, notice there's something that's flying under the radar in this passage. If you notice that at the end of verse 18, he says, you are not under the law. He says, let's read it in complete. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. He just equated the works of the flesh with being under the law. Because the law does what? It convicts us of sin. Uh-huh. Sin is what the works of the flesh are about, right? It's missing the yeah. mark. The, the flesh is always going to miss the mark. Notice he interjected that there, though. Why would Paul take the time to interject the law in this equation of flesh and spirit? Why Why do you think he took the time to do that? And it, my my personal opinion is yeah. because they were dealing with this, right? Sure, yeah. The Galatian Church with specifically circumcision, but— In particular, Judaizers that are trying to put the yoke of the law back on the Galatian churches when it didn't need to be there. So I I just thought that was interesting. And
0: and, and that's one of those things that we have to kind of interpret and to apply to our day because we don't deal with the law, right? But we do deal with Christianese. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Like we deal with uh well a good Christian does. this. A good Christian only listens to Caleb. A good Christian only <laughs> listens to you, you know whatever, you know, like well, you, gosh. you know what I mean? I mean? And so yeah, there you're in trouble. I'm big trouble. Uh, uh, so we have to kind of interpret that and reapply it because we don't deal with the law. That's never been a that's never been an issue for us, right? But we do have to deal with uh moralistic somebody once called it moralistic therapeutic deism, right? So this, yeah,
1: I think Christianity attracts the type of people that want to live right want to live a good life, but and they're looking for a rule book.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: They are not looking for how can I live my life differently? They want a set of rules to live by. So and I think everybody wants those those boundaries, right? They want the the guides and, yeah, and yeah, it but, just naturally but, but usually s- see
0: those those guidelines usually are don't cross this line.
1: Right. And so but people are like, how close can I get? Yeah. yeah, how close can I get? <laughs> yeah, you know? how close is this too far? Yeah, I'm not quite doing that. If you're I'm asking just, that question. Yeah, you're, you're you, know, you know what I mean? The spirit like, of you know, the, the moment is That's why freedom
0: well. is such a big deal in Paul's writing here, yeah. because you're missing the mark if you're asking, well, okay, well, how far can I go before sin? See. The question needs to be, well, you need to be walking by the Spirit because the Spirit's going to say, don't don't walk that direction. Right. You know you're I mean? looking in the wrong direction yeah. altogether. Yeah. If you're looking
1: yeah. at that line yeah. you're, thinking, how you're, close can I get? Yeah. You're not walking in the right According direction with the Spirit. The spirit. That's so, right. And I, That's I found that very interesting. I just thought I would point it out. Kind of that legalistic
2: <laughs> spirit is still alive and well today in the world we live in. So where where do we get – where do we lead people on that? If you're living that sort of life and you're going well, wow, you know I'm not there like that. Yeah, yeah. Where you know where does our train of thought or our process need to go to go to?
0: Well, we need to see the the gravity of the cross. I mean, the the the, the earliest apologetic for Christian faith was understanding the agony that Christ endured. For for me personally,
1: personally right? yeah. I'm not sure we'll ever understand. all No, of but that, it's that it's a good until we get on the other side of heaven. To well, understand the weight of the see, sin that he oh, bore on the cross. Yes, yeah. I,
0: agreed. That's amazing. But the problem is we often scapegoat that and say, sure. well, since I can't understand it, let's not think about it. Uh, yeah, but, that's, you that's know, not I, what I'm saying heard, at all. I, I, I know you're not saying that. but <laughs> I know um, there are people that do. But, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, uh, I've used this analogy before. Imagine you were on a ski trip, and then you wake up, and you're in a hospital, and you've got a cast all over you, right? You're going to say, well— your first question, when you wake up from a coma, they say, Hey, Joe, you've been in a coma for six months. You're going to say, what's the first question? Where am I? Yeah. Wh- where am I? What happened? What happened? Yeah. Right. Our problem with salvation is we never really ask what happened. We say, well, Christ died on the cross. Okay. You know, great. And then we kind of move on. But if we were in the hospital bed, just coming out of a coma, we wouldn't say, well, what happened? Well, you got, you, you, you crashed. Okay, well, and, well, how'd I get saved? And was there a helicopter involved? And, you know, all of this stuff. We don't want all these details, but we don't do that when it comes to salvation. And so the, the, the theology of the cross is really kind of undermined because we just say, well, Christ died and now you get grace. And we say, oh, great, I'll wow, take that, and I'll awesome. put that in my pocket, and yeah. I'll walk away, and I'll come back to it when I need it. And I have a license you know to I mean? do some things. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, there's freedom, right? Yeah, freedom. That's right. Somewhere in the Bible talks about freedom. But that's it's not freedom to sin, it's freedom from sin. That's right. And so we lose yeah. the gravity. When we when we start walking around with that rule book, or we start looking and saying, well, you know, at least I'm not like that guy. You know, or that guy's a, a sinner, you, right? He's a dope really check or You know, whatever. the minute that uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we've, we've got to kind of check and say, you know, well, well and, but Christ died for me, and and the per, agony, making it make it personal that He endured for me. me like yes. yeah, like yeah, my sin yeah, put him put him there. there. You know, not the yep. Jews, me. That's right. Yeah, you know,
2: and I've said this, guys. You, I know you've heard me say this. That is the I've never problem. Heard it. People don't ponder yeah. what transpired on Calgary, the Calgary Pers- or Calvary. Calgary. Calvary. Calvary.
0: Calvary. What I, I say, said Calgary. He's Old talking Calgary. John Welchie right now. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> no, go ahead. Pers- people don't consider that. No,
2: personally. I'm sorry. And you just yeah. said it. Well, Christ died for all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what about just you? Yeah. And you put him there. Yeah. yeah. Not the Jewish folks.
0: Your sin. And then, and then, mean, when I sin, boy, the conviction that, that should falls sin, on me. Right. Should oh. send. I mean, like, oh man, yeah. I just.
2: It should be an yeah. arrow, right? Christ died for that, yeah. you know? I, mean, I yeah. wince. When yeah. I do things like that, I do. I wince. I'm like, and yeah, first saying, Lord God, I am so sorry. Yeah. And, and to whomever. But I drove
1: that nail a little bit deeper. Yeah, exactly. So if,
2: if we start examining
1: our life, do we see these things that are going to be listed next? Yeah. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, Promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, mm. dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and any similar thing. So notice he didn't cap it off there. He's no, like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's you you get all those, this type get, of stuff. You, this type of stuff, right? This out of control, fleshly living, no harness, unbridled. Yeah emotional passion all just passion living out whatever you want yep i'm warning you about these things as i warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god you know that this is taken out of context a lot for for some people okay let's just get this out of the way before we go into some of the other aspects i think a lot of people have said oh no i stumbled my foot I'm a Christian, I love Christ, I stumbled. Now the Bible says, I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God. So, taking a a verse out of context is very dangerous, number one. Um, What is this saying, then, If, if it's not about the stumbling? He's saying, practicing this thing, actually continually finding yourself in this position and wanting to do these things. Not a, not a stumbling and a falling down and oops, I'm here I am I, I, I got drunk, I didn't mean to, but I you know I don't want that for my life.
0: but you know here's where I struggle with that uh, is um, you know there's a big difference between what we would call stumbling mm-hmm. and just being a stumbler it's, that's right, you know what I mean yeah and that's why the, the the first imperative there is so important that the Holy Spirit guide your lives, yes, right. Uh, like we we can all f- fail, you know, daily. Um, but the question is, am I continuing to fail? Do I allow grace to become that excuse that enables my failure? You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's that's where we have to wrestle. You know, this isn't condemning someone who gets drunk. This is condemning a drunkard.
1: Yeah, sure. Very good. Right? You know, I mean, very good. We can, through circumstance, make some bad choices sometimes. And and we're not condoning drunkenness at all. Matter of fact, it's it's a very bad choice, and you made some poor decisions that got you there. the The thing is, if you're walking by the Spirit, you won't make those choices again. You'll want to walk in the other yeah. direction from that bar or from that so called friend, or from that website or, or from whatever. Yes, that, I yeah, mean, this whatever isn't just it drunk is just drunkenness. It's, it's or sexual that immorality, at it's your sexual purity. That it's, looks at you, or whatever it, it is.
0: It's a lack, You know, one of the big themes throughout this is the idea of. Um, this type of uh, of results because uh, that's really what he's talking about. He says uh, the the results of this type of sinful nature. That's that's what he's describing. So, what is the sinful nature? Well, the sinful nature is. Uh, I mean, you could describe it as something that is undisciplined. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the sinful nature. It's the results of the sinful, sinful nature. It's
1: letting the sinful
0: nature run right? free. Uh, yeah. So. so the Christian life is a life of discipline. Yes. And if we if we can wrap our head around that and how we're called to be disciplined in our lives, in our relationships, in our purity, if we're called to be disciplined. If we can wrap that around our heads, boy, we're, we're off to a good start. So practical application, John,
1: right now we're talking to somebody and they're facing a temptation. One of these things on this list here, adultery or sexual immorality, or some kind of impurity, some kind of promiscuity, some kind of idolatry in their life. They're facing that. What is the practical application? How do they how do they stop that from happening? What's the practical application for them to to if they're facing that on the edge and they don't want to Yeah. What's the what's the number one thing they can do at that point?
0: Well, I mean the the, the situations are are limitless here, but the, the big thing you got to ask is, why are you facing that?
1: That's right. That's a good question to ask yourself when you're so,
0: there. So why are you facing that? Like, am I facing a temptation to have an affair? Okay, well, why am I facing that temptation? Well, I'm drunk and I'm in a bar. <laughs> okay. Or you, Get your butt out of the bar,
1: yeah. right? Or yeah. your relationship with Christ is weak yeah. because you haven't been spending time with Christ, yeah. and now you're in the office with that, that woman that has been making eyes at you, and she's making you feel like you're something important. Yeah instead of Christ yeah
0: yeah I mean and so you've I, taken your eyes off of Christ why are you there that's right why is this a temptation you' got to, you've got to start asking those questions and so and then start weeding through okay maybe so, going to to the the brewery isn't an issue right you go have a beer that's fine but if one beer is not enough and 20s or what is it uh one beer is too many and 20 is not enough Whatever the situation is, and so, you're, you're so now you're in the you're wrong drunk. place. You're in the wrong place. Don't yeah. go. Yeah. Like the simple solution is is stop. Don't. So go. so that's that's number one.
1: Yeah. Why am I there? Yeah. Number two, give. I, I say, give God a little room to work in you. If yeah. you're facing that, and you say, God, I don't want to do this. Help me yeah. to face this temptation and turn from it. So this is where discipline comes in yeah. so you need to give god room to help you walk away from that
0: and the and the spiritual discipline the historic spiritual disciplines that we that we practice and we don't really talk much about but but those disciplines can help us and so so here's the thing maybe uh, let's say it's my computer right we're talking to a group of guys uh, pornography is off the charts and and, and targeting guys Very today prevalent. um Uh, here's the thing. If I know I can't be on my computer at night, then I need to fast from that. I need to get off of that computer at night. Hey, once the sun goes down, I'm off the computer. I I love what they did. Hard and fast. And you know,
2: if you, if you, if you come and you, you're back on there, got, you got somewhere, you got to say, look, don't take the computer home. Leave it at work. You you are choosing. Yeah. You're we, you know, we have, we have the power not to sin. Yeah. We're choosing. We're choosing. And, 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 and Joel, you said it. Our, our, we're, we're weak I, in our spirit, man. We're, we're strengthening our flesh. Because you haven't fed him with the Word of God. That's, that's, you haven't
1: that's, spent that's, time with Jesus. And, you, and, you are, and you're you,
2: fasting from God, yeah, and you're going to be yeah, weak in the yeah, spirit. Yeah. Every time you do yeah. that, it puts a chink, and it calluses your heart yes. just that much more. Yeah. But praise
0: God, I, I he talking, can heal that.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was talking to a young guy uh, in, the, in the last three weeks or so, and he he says, you know, I'm really having a hard time with my phone, um, uh, Instagram, because I'll see all these pictures that are inappropriate on my phone on Instagram. He says, I don't know what to do. I mean, delete it. Get rid of Instagram. <laughs> Get he said, rid of it. Don't go on in- Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah but uh, but I like seeing pictures of other stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's great, and that's fine. Pictures of other stuff is fantastic. However. If you can't be on there without seeing these other pictures, Deleted. get rid of this. What's Instagram. more important? Yes. Right. Yeah. Just What's get more it, get rid of it. Yeah. But but I'm losing something. I'm saying, yeah. But you're gaining something so much more, no, so much better. So you, yeah. you, this whole uh, uh, legend that not that's not that's not right. Legend. This fear in Christianity that if I give God this, I'm going to be missing out. Oh, it's just such fear a it's a hogwash, right? Yep. Uh, well, but I'm going to have to give that up and to, in order to follow Jesus. and Yeah. Wow. Are are you going to miss out? No, you really? think you are, but that's yeah. the lure of Satan. It's yeah. Yeah. the lie that you're uh, buying into. You're not going to miss out. If, Adam, you, if you think your father in heaven is going to withhold his his goodness for you. After what he put his son through? Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's a cheap view of what the cross you, means you're just, of, of adoption. Yeah. I mean that's what Galatians talks about, right? Yeah, we've been adopted as sons. We yeah. cry out, "Abba, Father!" Yeah. Right? The, yes. What kind of a father is going to say, "Ah, let me take, take, take from you"? Isn't that and what, not give you is, more?
2: And that, isn't that how the enemy first tempted yeah. our great, great grandparents in the garden? Yeah. Did God really? Yeah. He just. Did God does, really say? Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: He just knows, you, you yeah. know. Yeah.
2: And I sometimes it surprises me that we can be fooled that way. And, I mean, I know when I do things, it's intentional. Yeah. There's no whoops and uh, gray area in my life at my age. I know. And that's why I try to keep my blinders on in certain things. I stay away from certain places. I don't go on certain places on television, on my phone. I just, I know better. Yeah, I know better. So, if you remember in the movie Fireproof, the the
1: character played by Kirk Cameron, uh, Caleb Holt. Great, he. Great yeah he came home one day and he was he was starting to get in touch with what Christ did for him, yeah and beautiful movie. and and what it was doing to Christ every time he went to the computer and got on there and looked at women, yeah right, and he was ashamed of it, yeah and he was about to click on some of those do you want to see you know what yeah. And he got up and he yanked the computer out of the, out of the wall, wall, took it outside with a baseball yep. bat, and just destroyed this computer. Yep. I mean, and the neighbors standing on their well, water watching. and the roses
2: watching them. Joe, you know that's that's good and well and good and but I'm I'm on I'm for as a plug. If you've never watched that movie, you need to watch. Fire you struggle Bros. with. You need to watch that. Yeah. I mean, any, Christ is powerful. He yeah. what he can do in your yes. life
1: is amazing. And really, you're If you
2: just give him room to do it. And no. this thing of I remember people telling me that when I got saved. Yeah. You're you're going to you're you're just going to live a life like some Man, it's been the Boring. it's the yeah. most it's the most this is outrageous outrageous life. It, it is. Christ has planned I for I sleep us. like a baby. I mean, I never slept. Yeah. I had nightmares half the time I slept before I got saved. I sleep, I mean, it takes a bomb going off to get me up in the morning. <laughs> and it's all because of the freedom, yeah. no matter what the situation yeah. so is.
1: So let's talk about that freedom. He says in verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, with its passions and desires if we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit let us not become conceited and provoking one another to envy
2: do you but, know you notice that fruit, the fruit as it blossoms in our lives it's just contrary to everything yeah. that he said in the upper passage it's yeah. the antithesis
1: uh, absolute opposite yeah. i mean so it, that should tell you something that if you're walking by the flesh Where's the, what's the direction of walking in the spirit? It's opposite. the other way.
2: It's opposite. Yeah. They're
1: they're opposite. Yeah. And you said it in your sermon one time last year that you know if if you're looking off to the side, you're yeah. veering. You know, yeah. you, you're yes. eventually you're not keep rising facing the, the mark. prize
0: and keep going. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. it's not you instead of away. thinking
0: about how far I can get away from my sin, addiction, or whatever it is, mm. how far away I can get from my from my idolatry or lustful pleasures or whatever, if my eyes are focused on that as I back away from that sinfulness, there's no guarantee of me getting closer to Christ. So our eyes need to be fixed on Christ as we pursue him. And as we pursue him, the Holy Spirit takes care of these other things. We yeah. put in these these disciplines in our life that alleviate the attacks of Satan.
1: So if you know anything about fruit trees, um, you know how trees grow it takes time the fruit doesn't just appear overnight the tree at first has to grow in the springtime it has to grow leaves to grow strong to collect the light to to start to put off blossoms Mm -hmm. so that you can have a place where fruit is able to grow you have to blossom and then once the fruit is formed it has to have time to become good fruit it has to have time to, to grow. And all this requires connection to the vine. Yeah. The vine is—the mm-hmm. is Father is through Christ. And so you have to be connected yeah. to that vine for the fruit to grow. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're looking for the fruit of the Spirit and you just don't see it in your life and you're still struggling with these sins, you have to stop. You have to If, turn. if
0: you're succ- succ- succumbing to these sins. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah.
1: You have to stop. You have to turn from those sins. You have to turn not just from them, but to Christ and begin walking in this spirit that Paul is so eloquently giving here. And over time, I promise you, if you walk in the spirit, I promise you, you will begin to see these things to pour out of your life. The less selfish you become and the more giving you become to God and the more you walk toward Christ and spend time with him and in his word. You will see this fruit begin to develop in your life. And it is one fruit. Yeah. It is one particular type of fruit with all these attributes, these nine attributes that are listed here. Well,
0: I have love and joy, but I don't have any peace or patience. Yeah, that's not gonna fly in God's sight. Yeah. Yeah,
1: It's all one fruit that has this attribute to it. Yeah. And it's it's gonna have and if if you think, well, I, I just can't have self control. It flows out of uh-huh. surrender. It's, it's kind of it,
2: it, the good analogy. I think is like a cluster of grapes. Okay, there's many. It's one. It's one cluster, but there's many. But parts have, to it. But have
0: you noticed that sin is like that too?
2: Oh boy, <laughs> how it how it
0: sin is like a does cluster not of, stand steel. Stand, well, uh, 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 sin is is rarely isolated. Yeah. Right, you don't have a you don't have a a, a grape that grows by itself. No, right. <laughs> that's, Usually, that's right. it grows in a cluster. That's right. Right, and so our sins just like that as well.
2: Well, it, that's right. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Because one leads to another to yeah. another to another yeah. to another. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good.
1: I tell you guys, he's just describing what your relationship to God's going to look like when you begin to walk with God. Yeah. How can you walk with God and not spend time with Him? That's right. Well, it's a question you need to consider as you're pondering this passage. How can you grow with God and walk by the Spirit if you never spend time with Him?
2: Ponder that this week. Or also, Joe, as we talked about, ponder what He he did. And what He did for you. Yes. Absolutely. Guys, it's great. Next week we're going to cover
1: chapter 6. In its entirety
0: Yeah Next week There's no bold meeting Sure right? Yeah And so if you're a podcast only listener It's not going to change the things We'll have another podcast Coming out next week Yeah uh, But there's no Monday night uh, uh, Teaching the week of Christmas And so we wish you all A Merry Christmas Absolutely. We should have Christmas music In the background <laughs>
1: It should have been Like hard rock Too Christian late now John. Oh well
0: uh, Hey uh, Walk by the spirit We will see you next time Adios Be bold Later guys
2: Later